Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to morning prayers. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in the responsive reading of Psalm 107. Psalm 107 on page 54 in your Psalter. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. For he satisfies him who is thirsty, and the hungry he fills with good things. For they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. reading today comes from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 3, beginning at the 31st verse. Then the mother and brothers of Jesus came, 
And standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brother. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Here ends the reading. I grew up in a close-knit family where I was often told there is nothing more precious than family. Family is what we love, uphold, and protect above all else. And family was the steady ground that I could rely upon when everything else seemed to crumble around me. So Jesus' challenge here in our passage today, here to redefine family, is not a simple or unproblematic concept for me as a person of faith. In fact, it goes against everything that I was taught to value and trust as a child. And I doubt it felt all that great to Jesus' mother and siblings, either when he, um, when he looked around at the crowd of perfect strangers and said, here are my mother and brothers. Maybe they were perplexed. My guess is they were perplexed and probably hurt. Jesus instructs us to think of our fellow Christians, in fact, all of our fellow human beings, as brothers and sisters because we are all equally loved by God, our one heavenly parent. Really, Jesus explodes conventional notions of family. Bloodlines, social standings, gender barriers cannot prioritize our relationships. And if you really think about it, this is quite a tall order that he gives us. And for Jesus, this is not just some abstract idea or theological concept to aspire to. In fact, Jesus showed us how to actively part of this family of God. He modeled it with his disciples. He spoke of the disciples as his spiritual family united under the guidance of one God. Jesus chose 12 disciples, one because of its symbolic significance for the 12 tribes of Israel. But I think he might also have limited the number because it paralleled the intimacy of a family. Practically, 12 was a good number because Jesus knew that to enter into truly loving and accountable relationship with one another, it took a lot of time and care and energy. For many of us today, I believe that the prioritization of spiritual family over family of origin may be uncomfortable for us. It goes against what we've been told most of our lives. This expansive and inclusive understanding of family certainly does not jive with what some Christians consider to be Christian family values. 
And I find myself being skeptical of Jesus' expectations. Does Jesus really expect us to treat everyone as if they were family? What do we have to gain from treating individuals as if they were family members? But then I think maybe the more important question is, what do we lose out on if we don't? In 2006, I spent the summer living in Johannesburg. I lived with a European Lutheran missionary family who had resided in South Africa for about 20 years. The parents had been actively involved in the anti-apartheid movement. And the matriarch of the family was this awe-inspiring woman named Monique. Monique had four children of her own, but she also opened up her home to a motley crew of people, including a Zimbabwean refugee, a mixed-race family who had been exiled by their families, a man who had just recently been diagnosed with AIDS, and the foreigner, myself. We were all in need of a place to stay. We all needed a place to call home. And she packed us into different corners of her house. If there was floor space, you were welcome. And when I first arrived, I was taken aback by Monique's generous spirit. I wonder what effect it had on her and her children having so many people constantly coming and going out of her house. But what I soon learned was that it was not just the visitors who received a gift of Monique's hospitality. Monique's youngest son was very shy and had trouble making friends at school. And he spent every afternoon jamming with the boyfriend of the couple who had been ostracized by his family. Often you would hear the floor vibrate and you would hear the wailings of an electric guitar and drum rising up from the basement. The man who had been diagnosed with AIDS earlier that year was a gorgeous and talented painter. And he taught Monique and her daughter how to capture their favorite colors of a South African sunset with watercolors. And I decided to make dinner for everyone once a week so we could sit down and break bread together. That was a truly special time in my life, and the Holy Spirit undoubtedly was at work there. And although it was not a traditional family, we inspired each other to be the best versions of ourselves. And isn't that how Jesus wants us to treat one another? How do we know who will be there to pick us up when we're down? When we draw boundaries between those who we will and will not be in relationship with. We cut off opportunities to experience sacred moments and to witness God's movement and calling in this world. So my question for you today is, who is your family? Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in singing What Star Is This With Beams So Bright? Number 134 in your hymnal. Number 134. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with loving kindness and grant you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.